0: Masechet Nazir daf We're continuing with the list of phrases mentioned in the Mishnah by which one can become a Nazir. Not only if he says the usual form, "Eh Nazir," but even if he says something that is an abbreviation or a uh, a a um, uh something that is just a, a nickname or a substitution. Uh, various phrases also work to become a Nazir. We're going to analyze the next few. In the Mishnah, had any someone says, "I am like this." Well, now, what does that mean? I mean, if you just say, I'm like this, that could mean anything. And even if a person is holding on to his hair while he says that, I am I am like this lock of hair, that phrase, if you remember from uh, last time, was what Shemuel explained. If someone says, I will be beautiful, that works only because he's holding on to his hair. So I'll be beautiful by growing up my hair, meaning nazir. But if a person doesn't even say, but just, I will be like this, but that doesn't still doesn't mean he's a nazir. It's not at all clear, even though he's holding his hair and saying, "I'll be like this." What, what that means? So lo amad, he didn't say anything sufficient to make him required. It's not clear enough. Uh, so that's our question, and uh, Shmuel comes and answers this one again. Amash El Kigoncha ya nazir now, uh, for example, a Nazir is passing before him. He looks at him and says, "Had any kazeh? I want to be just like him. Uh, and as Shemuel already said, um, this uh, phrase to answer above, when the person just says, Ehe, I'm going to be, I will be, um, has to be talking about where a Nazir is passing before him. And so we learn the same thing here. Uh, it's only clarified by context. Next, had hareni meselsel, I am going to have curl my hair. Mimaida haden sul saada. Now, how do you know that this word, sale means that one will have one's hair grow out and then become curly? Keda amara le, hahi amta de rabib. Uh, so, we're going, they didn't have dictionaries at that time, and so the best thing they had was uh, one of the famous experts in Hebrew language, who was none other than the maidservant of Rabi Udanasi. She's mentioned in a series of stories in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Daf Kaf Vav, where she, continue, uh, uh, she often knows the precise explanation of Hebrew words and uses very high-level Hebrew language. And one time, she told a certain person, uh, she rebuked a man and said, uh, how, far, how long are you going to sit and curl your hair? And so we see from the context there, she was referring to his hair. That's how we know Mr. Sl means that. Okay. Torah. Wait a second. But before you bring in this example. Uh, from the uh, maidservant of Rebid Nasi, as expert as she was. But what about the Torah definition? In Mishle, it says one shall, should extol uh, wisdom, uh, which the rabbis understand as Torah, and she will exalt you. In other words, the more you uh, learn and honor Torah, Torah will raise you up. And so there, the means to extol, to honor. Shemuel says, "You're right. The word is ambiguous, and it can mean to curl hair. It can also mean to analyze different facets. Maybe like, like a curl has different angles. So too, to raise up Torah and make it beautiful, and and understand all of its facets. And so you're right. It is." ambiguous and therefore when the person says had any missile sale he only becomes a nazir needs to be a nazir if he was also holding on to his hair while he said that only that clarifies uh, so this again is a um, a significant limitation on our Mishnah. it's not just any time he says you know had any kazeh or missile sale uh, only if he does something as well or the nazir is in front of him to make it clear had any mechalkel? If I'm, go- I, I'm going to grow my hair now, mechalkel. Usually, mechalkel uh, means to, uh, to feed, to give life. Mechalkel chayim behesed. We say in the So mimaide haden kilkul Where do we see that the word kilkul is related to hair? Kiditnan seed. Rabbi Udaomer kidela lasud kilkul vamarav bat seed a in a Mishnah in Masechet Shabbat, they're talking about the minimum amount for carrying various items and what is the minimum amount for lime. Um, uh, so, uh the minimum amount of any of these items is the smallest amount that would be useful for something, right? One little drop of it is not useful for anything, so therefore if one carries it, that would be patur. The Buddha says, the answer is, uh, in order to uh, spread on one's kilkul, and I've explained that's the area uh, under one's temple, meaning on, on, on the forehead, and so a woman and Jews uh, would use um, uh, seed uh, lime as a depilatory to remove hair uh, to beautify themselves. Uh, used by poor women who couldn't use the fancier things because uh, this could also be uh, painful and smelly. Um, but uh, since uh, that that small amount is not enough to uh, to uh, seal a whole cistern or building, uh, but it is enough to use uh, a bit for um, on one's head. And so you see that um Lasud means to remove hair on one's head. So that's how we see that is related to hair, and that's why had means I'm going to grow my hair. Good. Hold on, but that also is an ambiguous word has more than one definition, and so maybe it means to sustain the poor, the usual definition, means to feed, as it says, um, that Yosef uh, gave food, sustained his father and his brethren, so maybe it's a vow, harim means I'm going to feed many of the poor, um, and that doesn't mean an azir, or once again, Shemuel comes to the rescue, means that when, when you say, harim you that only, makes a vow of nazirut if at the same time he's holding his hair to make it clear he means his hair and not the poor person says i'm going to send my hair uh means to grow it long send it long um, he is a nazir so we ask about this we might how do you know that this word Means to increase, to grow. Uh, the answer is dichtiv. In Shirim, it says, "Your tresses, your 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 hair, your bangs are like a park of pomegranates." Okay, means hair that is grown long and um, looks nice that way. But we question that. This is yes, it has that meaning, but it has multiple meanings. This word. And look in Iyov where it means to transfer, to move, like l'shalach, right? To send something, you're moving it from one place to another. And here in Iyov, it's um, describing how Hashem sends water upon the earth from the heavens. And sholach actually means to transfer away, not to grow, uh, but almost the opposite, to remove, to get rid of. And so it could mean maybe he means the opposite of growing his hair—that he's going to transfer his hair, meaning he's going to remove it. Tana pera pera kitib kadoshi pera tam kohen hediot lo ye lechos. You're right; it would be ambiguous. So we're going to turn to a Gezera shavah. It says the word pera in two contexts. Uh, once it says it here regarding a nazir, then nazir will be holy and he will grow his perap, his locks of his hair. And it says in Yechezkel, regarding a regular kohen, that his hair should not shalechu, should not grow long. That's one of the laws of kohen. He can always has to look trim and nice. He, can, he has to take a haircut at least every month. And so since regarding uh, since the word peda appears together with the word yeshalechu and uh, well even though it's the opposite because it's lo yeshalechu uh, so there it means do his kohen cannot grow his hair long so we see that the word yeshalechu means in the context uh, of nazir also where the word peda appears that anytime you would say yeshalechu in the context of hair regarding a nazir it would also mean to grow long and so, yes, even though we, it can have that other meaning, but it was it's clear that it would have the meaning of grow long in the context of nazir. Good. Or another answer. Or maybe I can even undermine your question. When you questioned it from Iyov, that Hashem sends the water and kind of uh, empties out the reservoir water. Not doesn't get empty, but sends it forth and then it It leaves there, so even even over there, it doesn't actually mean leaving, removing the water from there. Uh, But even there, it means to increase. As we see in the Aramaic translation of that pasuk and uh, it's put in parentheses here, here. It Did the the Yosef is either one that translated it um or was it already translated before in ten etic time so that's the wise parentheses here um, anyway uh the parentheses uh, uh the um the aramaic translates here uh when one produces water it grows in other words when Hashem, um brings water then it causes the vegetation to grow. And so it's actually not about removing the water, but adding the water and adding more vegetation. So you see, even in this context, it means to grow. So therefore, it's not an ambiguous word. It always means to grow. Next phrase, This was the last item in the Mishnah uh, where we actually had a machloket about it. A person says, I take upon myself birds. So the Meir says, Yes, that is good enough. He is a Nazir. Hachamim said, No. What's the reasoning for the Meir? Amar Shakish. we're going to see two answers, R. Shakish and a Banan. says, Siporin sa'ar kibel alav dikhtiv, Adi saare reba, ke There's a pasuk in Daniel, where uh, Shakish explains that the word sipor is uh, juxtaposed, is next to, uh, growing of hair. This Pasuken Daniel chapter 4 is talking about a scene uh, uh, about of Nebuchadnezzar when Nebuchadnezzar goes crazy and becomes animal-like and describing his animal-like features, it says his hair grew, uh, was grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws, um, even though it's about the nails, but it says the birds next to hair growing and so therefore now, when a person says, um, probably the person knows Daniel. Everybody knows Daniel by heart, especially the Aramaic parts. Well, actually, maybe back then, since they spoke Aramaic uh, in their day-to-day uh, language, maybe they knew the Aramaic parts of Daniel even better than the Hebrew parts. So um, surely the person uh, must have been thinking when he says, I, uh, I take upon myself bird, he meant the growth of hair that is juxtaposed in the pasuk to birds, and that's why according to R' Meir, he is a Nazir. And R' Meir thinks, in general, that a person will associate uh, something in uh, that's next to something else in a pasuk. Um, so when a person says a word, he may be thinking um, not of the uh, 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 the uh, the straightforward definition of that word. Bird just means bird. Not talking about bird, but rather he's talking about something that's near it in a pasuk. Um I I guess uh, someone like the way sometimes uh in the, in the Talmud Tamud quotes a half of Pasuk and you're supposed to know it's talking about the other half of the Pasuk, or in uh you know, in, in, in poetry that quotes pasukim a lot, you're gonna have to know the whole Pasuk. So we're assuming people are have have in mind the other word uh, another word in the Pasuk given that only they only said one. So to be made it follows that uh, that uh, stance in general, and that's why he said uh says that birds does refer to hair. And the Rabanan say, no, people, that's not general language. Um, and remember, vows have to follow the usual language that people use. And most people do not think of a different word in a pasuk when they say one word. I'm not thinking about the rest of the pasuk. And therefore, if you say birds, you know, birds does not mean uh, hair, growing hair. And therefore, when if you say, <laughs> then the person is not a nazir. Okay, all that was Reshakish's explanation. And now, the says, no, I, 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 th- I think everybody would agree, even the Rabbi would agree with, uh, what we said about Rabbanan, that the people do not generally use language of, uh, referring to one word in Pasuk and meaning another word in the same Pasuk. Ella, a rather a different reason why Rabbi says thinks that uh, Siporim does not make one a Nazir. Uh, because, uh, we suspect, uh, that, that uh, uh, sorry, the Bima says he, it does become a Nazir when he says, Hare Allah Sipurim. Why? Because we suspect that what he means is, I will take, take upon myself the birds that a Nazir is required to bring should he become Tame. Um, if a Nazir Fulfills straight through for 30 days doesn't become tame. They never has to bring birds. At the end, they has to bring various types of animals. Only if he becomes tame, then he has to bring two birds and and um, among other things. So, uh, so the language can sound like I accept upon myself the obligation that if I should become tame. I will have to bring birds, meaning I accept upon myself to be a nazir. right, a nazir has to bring him, uh, bring birds if it becomes tameh. So that's what he meant. Um, that's uh, possibly what he meant. Okay. So now we understand to Yochanan's reasoning for the be meir, but. Now we're going to question it. It's only cheshinan. Mikidi Khashinan ka'amar, dilma si alav. Right? Even in, in your explanation, it's just that maybe if I say I want to bring birds, maybe it could mean that I want to be a nazir and therefore be obligated to bring birds should it become tameh. But that's only one possibility of an explanation, and you admitted it by saying, we're concerned about that, but it's just as likely that the person wants to just bring birds as a voluntary offering, right? Person says, I want to bring, I want to bring birds, uh, as a voluntary offering. And maybe that's what he means, not to be a nazir. And if anything, that sounds like even a more straightforward, uh, more likely, uh, explanation of his words. So we shouldn't be a nazir. And uh, we answer, imkan, hada, like, Ken mi ba ele. No, if he wanted to bring a voluntary offering of birds, the usual phrase for that is, I accept upon myself a nest. Right? There's a whole masechet, uh, which is about bringing voluntary offerings of birds, and it's called kinim, nests, because that's the usual phrase. So he would have said that. The fact that he didn't say that, he said siporim does lean towards the interpretation that he means he wants to be a nazir, and thereby, obligate himself to the birds of a should become Temeh. Alright, not so fast do we have an answer, because we have another question. V'dil mahare alay mesorah ka'amar. Maybe what he means to say is, I want to accept upon myself the birds that a, a mesorah has to bring. A mesorah also... Uh, when he's finished and becomes tahor, he has to bring birds. And so maybe he, not that he wants to accept upon himself being a mitzvah. You can't, you can't declare yourself a mitzvah. But rather he wants to bring birds similar to those that a mitzvah brings. Or he wants to bring them on behalf of a mitzvah. Right? He's a poor guy. He's a mitzvah. Now not only he's got sarah, now he has to pay for the birds. I'll sponsor the, the birds for a mitzvah. Maybe that's what he meant. So we answer, no, So it must be here that a nazir is passing in front of him. So it's clear from the context that he means that uh, he wants to be a nazir. And not that he wants to sponsor a, a Miss birds. Okay. Wait a second. Maybe this guy who's passing in front of him is a nazir who's tamir. And, uh, and when he says, he means, I'll sponsor the birds for this, uh, poor Nazir who became Tameh. Right? Maybe he sees him and, uh, and then Nazir, you know, looks uh, depressed and says, what happens? Oh, what? I was, I'm, I'm a Nazir, but I became Tameh. I have to bring birds. Oh, I'll pay for your birds. So maybe that's what he means. Not necessarily does he mean that he wants to be a Nazir himself even if an actual Nazir is passing in front of him. Uh, so the final answer is, You're right, if there was a Nazir who was tameh passing in front of him, then it's uh, likely that he meant that I want to sponsor his, his birds. But if it was a Tahor Nazir passing in front of him, um, then, and he says, Then he must mean, that I wants to bring, he wants to make himself a nazir and thereby obligated, should it become temer, to bring birds. All right, good. Now we've, we got Rishakish and Biochanan's explanation for the Bimeir. And we ask, my Benaihu, what might be a practical case in which they would disagree? Ki amar, <clears throat> si porin alai. If a person would say, birds that are juxtaposed to hair, I, I take upon myself. According to the Biokhanan, remember the Bi'ochanan says people do not have in mind uh, um, uh, words connected to other words in the Pasuk when they speak and when, even when they make vows. Um, therefore, even though he said, it totally expl- even though he said, related to, to birds. In the same Pasuk, I, I take upon myself, no, people are not thinking of the Pisukim and their relation to Pisukim, and therefore um, he would not become a Nazir unless uh, there was actual Nazir passing in front of him, in, in, which, in which case he doesn't need to say anything about Simuchin. So saying Simuchin or not makes no difference. It's only if there is a Nazir in front of him, yes. If not, not. Whereas according to the Shakish, even if there's no Nazir in front of him, According to the Shakish, Rabbi Meir thinks that we do uh, assume that people have in mind the language of connected words in the pasuk, and so even if he doesn't say, and certainly if he does say, he would be obligated as a Nazir. Good. Now um, <clears throat> we, now that we answered that, Okay, you mentioned uh, actually, according to both opinions, there as there are some people who think. That you do not, um, uh, people do not associate uh, words with juxtaposed words in a pasuk, right? According to B'ohanan, nobody does, and according to Resh Hakish, Rabbanan uh, do not. So is it really true that anyone thinks that uh, we do not take that into account? Words connected in the pasuk? how many yamin arezo shebuah? A says that some, if someone says right hand, that is a shevuah right? It says, by my right hand, uh, whatever it is, that's the language of olam. Is it not because the Pasuk in Daniel says that um, he uh, lifted his, his up his right hand and his left hand up to heaven and swore to Hashem, who lives forever. So you see that it says the word right hand Yemino, in the same pasuk juxtaposed to Vaishaba uh, a, a vow. And so since the Baraita says that anytime a person says Yamin, it means a vow, and this B'dayta is anonymous, so we're presuming that everyone would agree with it. Uh, so everyone should agree that, yeah, that we, do, um, we do take uh, <coughs> words that are um, juxtaposed to one another in a pasuk, as part of a definition of what people mean, right? Because that's otherwise, why would Yemino mean Shavua oh, mean, if not because they're in the same Pasuk? And we reject that and say, No, the word right hand itself means a, means a vow. Because if people always, when they, when they take a vow, they raise their right hand, even as we do today. This goes back to biblical times. And, um, and, uh, so therefore, uh, the word right hand, not because it's connected at Basuk, but rather because, be, because that became another definition of the word Yamin is not just a right hand, but also, uh, becomes a, um, a synonym for Shavua, that's why it works, the Minayin shehu and this gives us the source. How do you know that the word yamin actually means shavua? Shememar, nishpah Hashem bimino. Pasuk in Yeshea says Hashem swore by His right hand. Whenever you swear, you swear by something holy, right? When you swear upon a Torah or, or uh, similar things. And so, y- yamin is an object that you use for swearing, and that's why, uh, not because it's juxtaposed in a pasuk. And by the way, once we're on, the, uh, on this topic, not only right hand, but also left hand, also is a language of shemua, shemad, ubizroa uzo, the continuation of that very same pasuk says, Hashem uh, uh, swore by his right hand and by his arm of strength. Now, we would probably say this is, this is parallelism. Parallelism means that the Pasuk and Poetic Pasukim say the same thing twice. Uh, they're synonyms. Uh, so, Yemino would be parallel to Zoro Uzo, his right hand, and his arm of strength are both referring to his right hand. All right, parallelism is not just a simple repetition, but a step-up parallelism, and which would work here. You may know as a typical term used for right hand, zerua uzah, the arm of strength. That's more descriptive. One word to two words. Right, the more regular, usual word to an unusual word that is uh, a lot more, uh, a lot more demonstrative. Um, so in Peshat, it could be referring to the right hand, but in the midrash. Uh, they, we're assuming when there's no point in repeating oneself. So therefore, if Yemino means right hand, is must mean something else. It must mean the left hand. And so it means Hashem swore by His right hand and by His left hand. And from that we learn that um, even saying left hand is also a language of a Shavu'ah. Uh We'll leave the next Mishnah to the next taf, uh, because the uh, the uh, uh, explanation of the Mishnah goes on for a bit. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen v'amen.